Book five, introduction, and chapters one to three of ten books on architecture. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Fredrik Karlsson. Ten books on architecture by Vitruvius, translated by Morris Hickey Morgan. Book five, introduction. One. Those who have filled books of unusually large size, emperor, in setting forth their intellectual ideas and doctrines, have thus made a very great and remarkable addition to the authority of their writings. I could wish that circumstances made this as permissible in the case of our subject, so that the authority of the present treatise might be increased by amplifications. But this is not so easy as it may be thought. Writing on architecture is not like history or poetry. History is captivating to the reader from its very nature, for it holds out the hope of various novelties. Poetry, with its measures and metrical feet, its refinement in the arrangements of words, and the delivery in verse of the sentiments expressed by the several characters to one another, delights the feelings of the reader, and leads him smoothly on to the very end of the work. 2. But this cannot be the case with architectural treatises, because those terms which originate in the peculiar needs of the art give rise to obscurity of ideas from the unusual nature of the language. Hence, while the things themselves are not well known and their names not in common use, if besides this the principles are described in a very diffuse fashion without any attempt at conciseness and explanation in a few pellucid sentences, such fullness and amplitude of treatment will be only hindrance, and will give the reader nothing but indefinite notions. Therefore, when I mention obscure terms, and the symmetrical proportions of members of buildings, I shall give brief explanations, so that they may be committed to memory, for thus expressed, the mind will be enabled to understand them the more easily. 3. Furthermore, since I have observed that our citizens are distracted with public affairs and private business, I have thought it best to write briefly, so that my readers, whose intervals of leisure are small, may be able to comprehend in a short time. Then again, Pythagoras and those who came after him in his school thought it proper to employ the principles of the cube in composing books on their doctrines, and, having determined that the cube consisted of 216 lines, held that there should be no more than three cubes in any one treatise. 4. A cube is a body with sides all of equal breadth and their surfaces perfectly square. When thrown down, it stands firm and steady so long as it is untouched, no matter on which of its side it has fallen, like the dice which play a throw in the board. The Pythagoreans appear to have drawn their analogy from the cube because the number of lines mentioned will be fixed firmly and steadily in the memory when they have once settled down, like a cube, upon a man's understanding. The Greek comic poets also divided their place into parts by introducing a choral song, and by this petition on the principle of the cubes they relieve the actor's speeches by such intermissions. 5. Since these rules, founded on the analogy of nature, were followed by our predecessors, and since I observe that I have to write on unusual subjects which many persons will find obscure, I have thought it best to write in short books, so that they may the more readily strike the understanding of the reader, for they will thus be easy to comprehend. I have also arranged them so that those in search of knowledge on a subject may not have to gather it from different places, but may find it in one complete treatment, with the various classes set forth each in a book by itself. 
Hence, Caesar, in the third and fourth book I gave the rules for temples. In this book I shall treat of the laying out of public places. I shall speak first of the proper arrangement of the forum, for in it the course of both public and private affairs is directed by the magistrates. Chapter 1. The Forum and Basilica. 1. The Greeks lay out their forums in the form of a square surrounded by very spacious double colonnades, adorned them with columns set rather closely together and with entablatures of stone or marble, and construct walks above in the upper story. But in the cities of Italy the same method cannot be followed, for the reason that it is a custom handed down from our ancestors that gladiatorial shows should be given in the forum. 2. Therefore, let the intercolumniations round the show-place be pretty wide. Round about in the colonnades put the bankers' offices, and have balconies on the upper floor properly arranged so as to be convenient, and to bring in some public revenue. The size of a forum should be proportionate to the number of inhabitants, so that it may not be too small a space to be useful, nor look like a desert waste for lack of population. To determine its breadth, divide its length into three parts and assign two of them to the breadth. Its shape will then be oblong, and its ground plan conveniently suited to the conditions of shows. 3. The columns of the upper tier should be one-fourth smaller than those of the lower, because, for the purpose of bearing the load, what is below ought to be stronger than what is above, and also because we ought to imitate nature as seen in the case of things growing, for example, in round smooth-stemmed trees like the fir, cypress, and pine, every one of which is rather thick just above the roots, and then, as it goes on increasing in height, tapers off naturally and symmetrically in growing up to the top. Hence, if nature requires this and things growing, it is the right arrangement that what is above should be less in height and thickness than what is below. 4. Basilicas should be constructed on a site adjoining the forum and in the warmest possible quarter, so that in winter businessmen may gather in them without being troubled by the weather. In breadth they should be not less than one-third nor more than one-half of their length, unless the site is naturally such as to prevent this and to oblige an alteration in these proportions. If the length of the site is greater than necessary, Chalcedian porches may be constructed at the ends, as in the Julia Aquilana. 5. It is thought that the columns of basilicas ought to be as high as the side aisles are broad. An aisle should be limited to one-third of the breadth which the open space in the middle is to have. Let the columns of the upper tier be smaller than those of the lower, as written above. The screen to be placed between the upper and the lower tiers of the columns ought to be, it is thought, one-fourth lower than the columns of the upper tier, so that people walking in the upper story of the basilica may not be seen by the businessmen. The architraves, friezes, and cornices should be adjusted to the proportions of the columns, as we have stated in the third book. 6. But basilicas of the greatest dignity and beauty may also be constructed in the style of that one which I erected, and the building of which I superintended at Fano. Its proportions and symmetrical relations were established as follows. In the middle, the main roof between the columns is 120 feet long and 60 feet wide. Its aisle round the space beneath the main roof and between the walls and the columns is 20 feet broad. 
the columns of unbroken height measuring with their capitals fifty feet and being each five feet thick have behind them pilasters twenty feet high two and a half feet broad and one and a half feet thick which support the beams on which is carried the upper flooring of the aisles above them are other pilasters eighteen feet high two feet broad and a foot thick which carry the beams supporting the principal raftering in the roof of the aisles which is brought down lower than the main roof seven the spaces remaining between the beams supported by the pilasters and the columns are left for windows between the intercolumniations the columns are on the breadth of the main roof at each end four including the corner columns at right and left on the long side which is next to the forum eight including the same corner columns on the other side six including the corner columns this is because the two middle columns on that side are omitted in order not to obstruct the view of the pronaos of the temple of augustus which is built at the middle of the side wall of the basilica facing the middle of the forum and the temple of jupiter and also the tribunal which is in the former temple shaped as a hemicycle whose curvature is less than a semicircle eight the open side of this hemicycle is four to six feet along the front and its curvature inwards is fifteen feet so that those who are standing before the magistrates may not be in the way of the businessmen in the basilica round about above the columns are placed the architraves consisting of three two-foot timbers fastened together these return from the columns which stand third on the inner side to the anti which project from the pronaos and which touch the edges of the hemicycle at right and left nine above the architraves and regularly dispersed on supports directly over the capitals piers are placed three feet high and four feet broad each way above them is placed the projecting cornice roundabout made of two two-foot timbers the tie beams and struts being placed above them and directly over the shafts of the columns and the anti and the walls of the pronaos hold up one gable roof along the entire basilica and another one from the middle of it over the pronaos of the temple ten thus the gable tops run in two directions like the letter t and give a beautiful effect to the outside and inside of the main roof further by the omission of an ornamental entablature and of a line of screens and a second tier of columns troublesome labour is saved and the total cost greatly diminished on the other hand the carrying of the columns themselves in unbroken height directly up to the beams that support the main roof seems to add an air of sumptuousness and dignity to the work chapter two the treasury prison and senate house one the treasury prison and senate house ought to adjoin the forum but in such a way that their dimensions may be proportionate to those of the forum particularly the senate house should be constructed with special regard to the importance of the town or city if the building is square let its height be fixed at one and one-half times its breadth but if it is to be oblong add together its length and breadth and having got the total let half of it be devoted to the height up to the coffered ceiling two further the inside walls should be girdled at a point halfway up their height with coronae made of woodwork or of stucco without these the voice of men engaged in discussion there will be carried up to the height above and so be unintelligible to their listeners but when the walls are girdled with coronae 
the voice from below being detained before rising and becoming lost in the air will be intelligible to the ear chapter three the theatre its sight foundations and acoustics one after the forum has been arranged next for the purpose of seeing plays or festivals of the immortal gods a site as healthy as possible should be selected for the theatre in accordance with what has been written in the first book on the principles of healthfulness in the sides of cities for when plays are given the spectators with their wives and children sit through them spellbound and their bodies motionless from enjoyment have the pores open into which blowing winds find their way if these winds come from marshy districts or from other unwholesome quarters they will introduce noxious exhalations into the system hence such faults will be avoided if the site of the theatre is somewhat carefully selected two we must also beware that it has not a southern exposure when the sun shines full upon the rounded part of it the air being shut up in the curved enclosure and unable to circulate stays there and becomes heated and getting glowing hot it burns up dries out and impairs the fluids of the human body for these reasons sites which are unwholesome in such respects are to be avoided and healthy sites selected three the foundation walls will be an easier matter if they are on a hillside but if they have to be laid out on a plain or in a marshy place solidity must be assured and uh, substructures built in accordance with what has been written in the third book on the foundations of temples above the foundation walls the ascending rows of seats from the substructures up should be built of stone and marble materials Four. The curved cross aisles should be constructed in proportionate relation, it is thought, to the height of the theatre, but not higher than the footway of the passage is broad. If they are loftier, they will throw back the voice and drive it away from the upper portions, thus preventing the case endings of words from reaching with distinct meaning the ears of those who are in the uppermost seats above the cross aisles in short it should be so contrived that a line drawn from the lowest to the highest seat will touch the top edges and angles of all the seats thus the voice will meet with no obstruction five the different entrances ought to be numerous and spacious the upper not connected with the lower but built in a continuous straight line from all parts of the house without turning so that the people may not be crowded together when let out from the shows but may have separate exists from all parts without obstructions particular pains must also be taken that the sight be not a deaf one but one through which the voice can range with the greatest clearness this can be brought about if a sight is selected where there is no obstruction due to echo six voice is a flowing breath of air perceptible to the hearing by contact it moves in an endless number of circular rounds like the innumerably increasing circular waves which appear when a stone is thrown into smooth water and which keep on spreading indefinitely from the centre unless interrupted by narrow limits or by some obstruction which prevents such waves from reaching their end in due formation when they are interrupted by obstructions the first waves flowing back break up the formation of those which follow seven in the same manner the voice executes its movements in concentric circles by while in the case of water the circles move horizontally on a plane surface the voice not only proceeds horizontally but also ascends vertically by regular stages 
Therefore, as in the case of the waves formed in the water, so it is in the case of the voice. The first wave, when there is no obstruction to interrupt it, does not break up the second or the following waves, but they all reach the ears of the lowest and highest spectators without an echo. 8. Hence the ancient architects, following in the footsteps of nature, perfected the ascending rows of seats in theatres from their investigations of the ascending voice, and, by means of the canonical theory of the mathematicians and that of the musicians, endeavoured to make every voice uttered on the stage come with greater clearness and sweetness to the ears of the audience. For just as musical instruments are brought to perfection of clearness in the sound of their strings by means of bronze plates or horn, so the ancient devised methods of increasing the power of the voice in theatres through the application of harmonics. End of Book 5, Chapter 3